Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Happy New Year. I missed you guys so much. And I know y'all missed me because while I was on my little hiatus for the month of December, y'all was texting me like, you're not alone. And I'm here. And I'm just like, these niggas think I'm dead or something like I'm okay, guys, but no, I really, really, really appreciate everybody that reached out to me, that texted me, that called me, that was just there for me in any way during the month of December because, baby, December was a month for me, okay? Like, (laughs) from, like, I I don't even want to get into all the details of everything that happened, but it was just like... I just wanted to endure the season. So I just wanted to sit in it and I just wanted to really tap into God and see everything that he was trying to show me and like the reasoning behind everything from my granddaddy going to the hospital, my brother getting in the accident, my uncle falling on Thanksgiving, my bank account getting hacked into like three times. Like there was just a list of like that's like one third of everything that happened in a month. So I just wanted time to just endure it. Like, I ain't finna complain about it. Nothing like, God, if you're allowing all this stuff to happen at one time, it needs to happen. So guess what? I'm finna sit here and I'm finna go through it and I'm finna ask you for clarity in it. And I got so much clarity, like so much clarity this past week. I was watching a movie Creed, right? And y'all, I'm already going on a tangent. This is not even a part of today's episode, but whatever. We just rolling with it, okay? <laughs> I was watching a movie Creed, and I watched Creed 1 and Creed 2. And before, on Creed 2, he had this guy to fight. Um, the Russian guy. If you saw the movie, it was a Russian guy. And if you didn't see the movie, go watch the movie so that this word can really like resonate with you. He had a Russian guy to fight. And the first time he fought the Russian guy, like the Russian guy beat him up bad. So he was like, you know, I got to fight him again because the Russian guy's dad is who killed his dad in boxing. So this is like a personal battle. Ooh, it's a word. Y'all hear it coming? This is impromptu. Like this is not even in my notes, y'all. But it was a personal battle for him, right? So he wanted to fight this guy, even though the guy, like, did him dirty in the first round. He was like, I got to fight him. And his trainer, Rocky, was like, well, if you're going to fight him, um, you know, we got to train. So he was like, okay, we can meet at the gym, train 5 a.m. And Rocky was like, nah, I'm going to take you somewhere else. And he took him in, like, this desert. And he took him in the desert. You know, it's hot in the desert. And it was like all these rough looking men out there. And they didn't have gym equipment. They had like tires and like steel pieces of metal and stuff like that. Like stuff that you find outside. That's what they had. And that's what Rocky trained him with. He wasn't training him in the AC, in a gym with basic um, gym equipment because this was a different type of fight that he was preparing for. So he needed to step out of his comfort zone and go into an uncomfortable place and train in a place that he's never trained before. And like when I was watching it, God was just speaking to me. And that's what I did for the month of December. It was just like, I tapped into another level in the spiritual realm. Like I was hearing stuff and doing stuff and pouring words to my close friends that I'm just like, whoa, like where did that come from? So I really 
went through a pruning season. Like I was out in the desert, in the sun, and instead of regular gym stuff, I'm with the metal stuff, like really out here. And it was something that I just needed to do with just me and God, like just us two. And I was watching, I heard, I think a friend posted it on their story today from church last night and their pastor said, it was Nini. Hey, Nini. <laughs> Their pastor said, in order to get the breakthrough, you must first get the break. And that's what December 2019 was for me. The breaking. Like, when I say God broke me, like, my grandma even called me and she was like, God didn't give you the word polished for nothing. In order to be polished, in order to be created or to be a reflection of God's image, you must go through the fire. And baby, I was hot. <laughs> I was hot all December 2019, like hot because he lit me up. But every time a trial or something came my way, I got more clarity and I got a deeper understanding of what God has called me to do and what he wants me to do in this new decade. So there's a lot that has changed and I know everything that has changed and you guys will eventually see everything that has changed. So that's why I knew the first series I wanted to do was the who is the Christian Bay series because you need to know who is who was the Christian Bay and then you'll know when you see all the changes who I am now. And I felt like it was the perfect series because this is my birthday month. My birthday is January 28th. So what better way than to have a whole month about who I am and just letting you guys know, like updating you, telling you about my past and then updating you about where I'm going now for any new listeners. I just felt like it was perfect. So that's the update. That's the spill. It's funny because I plan to have this recorded on Sunday, but on Christmas night, I caught the flu, y'all. Like when I say December beat me up, from Christmas, Christmas is what, Wednesday? From Wednesday to like Saturday or Sunday morning, I didn't really like have a voice. I had like a strep, it felt like I had strep throat, but I had the flu, sore throat, watery eyes, stuffed nose. I don't, if you know me, you can hear that I'm still kind of stuffy, but it's going away now. But yeah, like December was just knocking your girl. I, I was like, this the last Friday and Saturday of 2019. And I'm like laying down because my joints were hurting. My back was hurting. I had a headache all four days. Like just beating me up, y'all. But, but, uh, capital T at the end of the but. I'm back and I'm better. I've been plotting and scheming and I'm ready for 2020. So now that that's out the way, let's get into today's episode. For the first episode of Who is the Christian Bay? I wanted to title this episode, as you can see, Dads, D-A-D-S, like your father, Dads and Dating. Okay? Grab your journal. Now that you have your journals, I want you to put a quote at the top of this page for this podcast. January 1st, 2020. And it's a Christian Bay quote, y'all. This is from me, by me, out of my mouth, from the Lord, into my spirit. And now I'm sharing it with y'all. I was talking to a friend and I said it and she was like, ooh. And I was like, ooh. And she was like, mm. And I was like, girl, it's the word, okay? So the quote that I want you to write down is, you're making yourself the victim when you're the vessel. You're making yourself the victim when you're the vessel. 
and she was just sharing with me some some a life situation and I was telling her how it's all about perception perception perspective and your point of view of the situation because I don't want I'm trying to think of a way to give an example without giving her business let me think let me think okay so if you say why is this person always calling me and asking me for money like it's just like they always have their hand out they always want something from me like I'm sick of this and what I was telling her is the perspective to have is Lord, thank you for allowing me to always have money to give. If I didn't have it, they wouldn't be calling me for it in the first place. So I was telling her, you're making yourself the victim. They always got their hand out. They always want something. When really you're the vessel, God is blessing you to bless others. So if you're taking notes, I want you to put that as the quote of whatever notes you're going to write from this episode, because I feel like that's going to be a very important quote for the whole year. You're making yourself the victim when you're the vessel. Anything you're going through, anything you're experiencing, just constantly remind yourself that you're not a victim. You're a vessel and God is causing you to go through it so that you can pull someone else through it eventually. I wanted to start off with that quote and... I just need to remind y'all that my birthday is January 28th. Like that, I, I cannot let that go. I like lipstick, lashes, and laces. So if you got lipstick, if you got lashes, if you got laces, email me or DM me so I can tell you where to send it to because it's a celebration, okay? All right. Now, this series isn't going to go how I've been doing the series in 2019. I usually have a Bible verse that I come from, and then I share points around that Bible verse. This is really just who am I, my testimony, um, some experiences that I've had, and what God has shown me through those experiences. And I believe that God has placed this series on my heart because... There's somebody listening to this podcast that can relate to at least one thing that I've experienced or one thing, one lesson that he's taught me um, in my life. So I feel like that's why he wanted me to really dig deep and share with you guys, because anybody that knows me, I am a and I am an extremely see, I couldn't even get it out right. I am an extremely private person. So you listening to this podcast after this series, we friends, friends, like <laughs> we are friends, friends, because I'm about to get deep with y'all. Okay. And I pray that through my testimony and through me getting deep with y'all, that it really touches and encourages someone and persuades you not to give up. If you're in a situation that I've been in, or if you're trying to come out of it or heal from it, I pray that my lessons and my words encourages you to continue to push through. And if you have pushed through, I pray that it encourages you to share yours in hopes of helping somebody else so dads and dating I felt like this was the perfect title to start with the first the perfect subject to start with being that this was the first part of my life so I was born in January and my dad died in March so I was three months old when my dad died well two heading towards three months old when my dad died so with that, I felt like that was my first attack, my first setback, my first disadvantage. The first thing that set me apart was that from a baby, I never had my physical father there. And also, I am the youngest of 
three boys. So, you know, I knew I was going to be spoiled. Like, when I was, like, two months with, like, diamond earrings. Like, my dad, my dad was a hood nigga. So, that's why I'm, you know, I'm a real nigga. He was a real nigga by blood. You see what I'm saying right now? <laughs> so, my dad did do, you know, the street life. So, I was guaranteed to be spoiled. That was a given. But I felt robbed. I felt like that was taken away from me, especially... Being that growing up, I had to watch like my cousins and my friends and everything be with their dads. So I felt like from the beginning, that was the first attack that I ever experienced. My dad dying when I was only three months. After that, if I'm going on the timeline of my life, my mom got married when I was like four years old. And we moved away from family to live where we moved to um, Fort Pierce, Port St. Lu- we lived in Fort Pierce and Port St. Lucie. And we lived there for a few years, but I mean, he could technically, you know, from the outside looking in, it's like, okay, well then you did have a dad because she married him when you were four years old, but my stepdad physically abused her and he verbally abused me and her. So if we're talking about him, baby, I didn't have a dad. So, you know, that ex that just like, you just don't count. It's just like, no, that never happened. That's pretty much how I feel about him. That just never happened. So as a result of that, and eventually my mom did divorce him. And as a result, I trained myself like from a young age to take my L's and use them as ways to like level up. But the problem was, well, I didn't know it was a problem at the time. I leveled up on men, dads and dating. That's, that's the title. Remember the title, dads and dating. So I took the L of my father not being alive when I got old enough to know And then I take the L of, okay, so this man that I do know as a father, the only one that I know as a physical father, he's like hitting my mom. So this definitely isn't right. So I took those L's and before I knew what I was doing, I used those as ways to level up. So, you know, the cliche saying that says women who grow up with no dad, they look for their dad or a dad in their in their significant other. I completely went against that status quo. Like when I say completely, completely, I knew that I had a permanent area of lap because of my dad not being alive. So instead of having that needed mindset or that I need a man, I got to find a man mindset. I had the mindset that a man needs me. So, and it may sound like, oh, you know, that's good. Like, you know, your worth, but no, 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 no. Like, (laughs) OD, like, no, I don't need you. You need me. So before I even knew that I was called to go against the status quo, having that bold break the rules mindset was already instilled in me. And it's crazy thinking about it because it just shows that it mirrors mirrors purpose perfectly because purpose can only be revealed, not instilled. Oh, hello. That's the word. Did you did you grab your journal? Because that's the word. Purpose can only be revealed, not instilled. The word tells us that God knew who you were going to be while you were still in your mother's womb. So what that means is that the purpose that God had for me, the Christian bay, my brand, nobody could have put that in me. It was already in me. I just had to build my relationship with God for him to reveal something that he had already placed in me. Everything that I need, everything that I am going to walk into is already in me. It's just about God revealing it in his perfect timing. 
So being that I was young and, you know, wisdom comes with time, I didn't fully understand this, of course. And I also didn't fully understand why I studied men and I dated the way I did. So an example, because I did take some notes because I wanted to make sure that I told y'all, like, I'm going deep with y'all, okay? Because if you're not a close friend of mine, like, you don't really know, no, okay? But it's a new year. It's Y'all heard my laptop? (laughs) It's a new year. Y'all, my people, this is what it is. Who is the Christian babe? You about to know. So an example would be my first love. Now, with my first love, I went through the same heartbreak that most girls go through. You know, he was no good. He cheated a lot. I think, honestly, like four or five of my IG followers right now are girls that my first love cheated on me with. Hey, y'all. If y'all listening, hey, y'all, because... I was the main. I'm sorry, y'all, but I was the main. So I knew about all the. It was like one to be gone, and then like two weeks later, it's another one like DMing me because they knew. But I became friends with most of them for real, like hashtag sister wife vibes. So it's funny because it's just like we became friends, but I knew I wasn't leaving him. So yeah, hashtag toxic. Anyways. A pattern started with my first love that I didn't know anything about. So I met my first love in middle school. I was in seventh grade. He was in eighth grade. We started talking the summer before he went to high school. And I found out that he was talking to some other girl, which made sense because he still hadn't asked me to be his girlfriend. So long story short, I cut him off and I started dating his best friend. And he made me his official girlfriend in like three months flat, like light work, y'all. Like I... I got him. You know what I'm saying? So he made me his girlfriend in like three months and we were on Instagram. He made me his number, not Instagram. We was on MySpace. He made me his top, his number one on his top eight. And then he put my name in his like, you know how you had to pr- um, choose your display name over your profile picture. He had my initials. It was like JVJ. He had my initials there. So everybody knew that was my nigga. You know what I'm saying? But I had never seen this boy in person. <laughs> I had never seen him in person. I just knew that he was my first love's best friend. And by the time I found out he was his best friend, they were already gone from my middle school. So I had never met him. Um, me and my first love, we lived like walking distance from each other. But this boy, the only time we saw each other was when we went on a date to the movies one time. And like his head was so big, y'all. Like his head was too big for his body. So after the movie day, I kind of like ended that and I just started like ignore his phone calls and that was just done but what I learned from that was that I just did it to prove a point like that was really the root of it when you have relationships or when you have things that cause your friendship to end or different experiences or encounters that you go through in life and you think back on why you did what you did you really have to get to the root of it like what was your point in doing this you didn't know this boy you had never seen him you didn't really like him like you was mad about what happened with the one you really did like so what was the point and I did it to prove a point not because I cared but because it needed to look a certain way the one that I did, like my first life, he needed to know, don't play on me. So I need, I learned that I needed every aspect of my love life to be displayed on social media and to look a certain way because it validated me. It made me feel secure and it made, it was, it made me feel like, you know, this is my position. This is my per my person and it's on social media. So everyone else knows I found my security in that. 
And if it, too many days went by where I couldn't post something on social media or I couldn't talk about a date that we went on, then I didn't feel loved. And I would literally end that relationship because it's just like, well, you're not doing things for me to show off to others. So then you're not doing anything. That was literally my mindset because baby Christian Bay, the old Christian Bay is naturally a breaker upper. Now, what is a breaker upper? A breaker upper is a person that wants to end the relationship over anything that that was me like if we got in an argument i'd be like well just don't be with me then hmm. like <laughs> i would just like just don't be with me if you took too long to call me back just don't worry don't call back at all like I had a boyfriend in high school that forgot to walk me to class. That was his last day having to walk me to class. I mean, but thinking back to it, like, how do you forget? Like, we do this every day. We meet at the same spot. But, you know, growth, right? But, yeah, like, I would just break up. And I would break up and be done with it. And I even I even carried that toxic trait after I became married. Like, I still had that same toxic trait where it's just like, well, you can be done, buddy deuces like that was literally a mindset that God had to uproot out of me and I learned that it was a defense mechanism which is something else that I learned was rooted from not having my dad being around I didn't know how to fully let a man in because I never had that but I knew how to fake it very well it was easy for me because there was no sex involved and I should have made this episode like pg-13 or something but I knew what loving a man looked like because of my experience with my first love. So I had figured out to a science how to display it. This is once my first love and I was done. I figured out how to display it. So for me, seeing a man fall for me and feed into the game that I was spitting out, it just fed my ego. Like I could date a man and tap into his feelings and play nice and talk nice. And inside, I wouldn't feel anything. And I could get rid of him and go about my life. Because remember, I don't need a man. He needs me. I didn't need my father. I didn't really have a choice. But since I didn't have him, I'm good without him. This was literally the mindset. And of course, I didn't know what this was in middle school or in high school. But if I can label it now, that's what it was. Because when you only let people meet the surface level of you, they can't hurt you to your core. Wait, did y'all? When you only let people meet the surface level of you, they can't hurt you to your core. That's a word. Did y'all write it down? Because, you know, it's just coming out. Okay, like it's just coming out. So when you operate in that way, you prevent them from fully getting in and having access, forgetting that love is a risk. But at this time, I was too young minded to fully know and understand this. But love is a risk. Love is a sacrifice. God gave his only son without ever knowing whether or not we would return the love that he gave to us. And that's that's. That all comes from, of course, building my relationship with God and spending time with him and learning the true definition of love. But at this time, baby, love was you saying you love me first and me moving on to my next victim. Okay, because I didn't have my daddy and I'm good. I don't need a man and I'm good. And that's just what it's going to be like. I was never the girl that sat and thought about marriage and planned out my wedding and what color I want the dress to be like. No. (laughs) no and okay we could do another fun fact I was the first one out of all of my friends to get married 
and so many people don't even know because you know it's not your business but it's a new decade you know and who is the christian bay now you know who the christian bay is so ironically though i didn't need a man though i never planned on or never dreamed about it i was the first one right that you see how god worked right but that's for another episode we're we gonna get into that but that's for another episode but for this one the second thing that I learned from reflecting on dads and dating in this the beginning seasons of that in my life was that having the urge to want to show people every aspect of your love life can be rooted in insecurity, not knowing your place or not knowing where you stand. You constantly need people's applause. People need to tell you that your relationship is goals. You They need to know that you're showing them the perfect image of what it looks like for your man and for you. And even if it isn't per- perfect, as long as it looks perfect online, you don't care about what it is in real life. That's what this type of mindset drives you to do. I need to show my date. I need to show every gift I get. And we have to post pictures every time we go out. Like we can't be on a date and just put our phones away. Like I need people to know we're out and we're having a good time and we love each other. And is that really true? When you really think about it, if every time we go out on a date or every time we go on a vacation, I have to post a picture, I have to share it. Is it about the moment? Is it about the memory? Or isn't it about making a scene? Which one? Hmm? Somebody need to hear that. I don't know who. But I know God ain't got me sitting on here telling y'all my business for nothing, sweetie, okay? So write it down. If it's you, write it down. Ask yourself. Because don't get me wrong. There are some people who genuinely, you know, post their significant others because they love them. But you really have to ask yourself, like I said in the beginning, and dig and find the root of your decision and why you do the things you do. And when I did that, I learned that the hardest part about breaking up with my first love wasn't my love for him it wasn't it was having to take down the pictures (laughs) like like, I can think back to being in because we were together from my seventh grade year I talked to him until my 11th grade year and I can think back to my junior year and just thinking like dang them girls gonna think they won like that's all it was just a competition it was just as long as you see this picture on my page you're gonna know baby who's number one who's at the top and who he's never gonna leave like and that's just what it was like and that was a mindset a toxic mindset but at that time I literally thought that that was okay and the enemy literally let me think it was okay even if I found out he was cheating I felt a little better once I knew him and whoever he was cheating with hadn't been posting online. Like, oh, okay, like, y'all, you went out with her, but she ain't posting nothing because I went and found her page, so we cool. Like, I'm going to be mad and you're going to apologize, but, whew, it wasn't online. What? Like, <laughs> that is so crazy, but that that was the way that I was thinking. So when people say social media is a drug, it's true, And there are people who are genuinely on there just, you know, sharing the highlights of their life. But for some people, it is just a show. So for me and my ring and my marriage and the details of my personal relationship, I had to completely strip myself of that mindset. And the way that I did that was I stopped looking for validation from social media. So 
knowing that every time I post a picture, you're going to see a ring on my finger, but you don't see anything else. So, and the thing is, when you release yourself from validation from people or from people bondage and trying to please people and trying to wonder about what people are going to think, you also make room for assumptions, but that's why you have to know what you know. You can't look for people to tell you who you are or to define your life for you. You just have to know because you can see a ring and you can assume, okay, so why isn't she posting or what made her, when is she going to post? Or there are so many assumptions that come along with it, but you have to know the root of your intentions. My root is I never want to be bound by social media and social media or feeling like I have to prove myself or feeling like my relationship has to be validated or it it's only real if it's online because that was my mindset. Now, for remember, everyone has different stumbling blocks. So I know plenty of people who don't post their relationship or their marriage online and they all have their own personal reasons but for me it was because I stripped myself of thinking that I needed my relationships always needed to be validated by social media and that's what I really want you guys to do once you listen to this podcast episode I want you to think back to your childhood or think back to just some decisions that you've made say today or this week and just ask yourself what is the root of this I've encountered women who experience abuse lying manipulation and because they don't want to look like a failure they continue to stay in that situation and not only do they stay they post about it like I I've seen it right in my face I've seen it like they'll post about it and the post will look glamorous it will look beautiful because you don't know what goes on behind it and because they don't want to look like a failure they don't want to look like they failed at picking the right man they don't want to look like they failed at being a good wife or a good girlfriend or that they failed at providing a two-parent household for their children and I just want anybody experiencing this to know that you will never be a failure for loving yourself first never so if you are in a situation and like I said, the hardest part for me was taking down the pictures because realistically, and I feel like this is something that nobody talks about. Sometimes when you're going through things, you can find the strength to pull yourself out of it, but you don't have enough strength to explain it. It's like, listen, I just dealt with this myself. I'm slowly rebuilding myself from this. I don't feel like people asking me about it because whether or not people know it, Axing does tear you down again. It's it's making you relive in that moment because you got to explain to them. And then not only do you relive in the moment, but now you got to worry about their judgment or how they're looking at you when you shouldn't have to. So I just want anybody to know that if they're experiencing anything, failure does not failure does not equate to loving yourself. And what I mean by that is you will never be a failure if you choose yourself first. Like I'm trying to say it in other words, but it is what it is. You will never fail when you choose to love yourself first. Got that, y'all? Because this is, y'all know I be laughing and playing and I don't know who needs to hear this or why God is making me make this podcast. Dad's dating failure. Y'all, I'm just being obedient, but I just wanted somebody to know that. So, speaking of lying, cheating, and manipulating. (laughs) Me, okay, let me get back to the story. Me and my first love, we did get back together after I, you know, dated his best friend and dumped him or whatever. We got back together. And 
when I came out of that relationship, that's where my whole mindset that I just explained to you guys came from. After seeing how my stepdad treated my mom and after seeing how my first love played me, like it was just game time for me. So that's where that's the root of everything. That's the background. That's how everything came to pass with me knowing how to date, but still hold back my feelings and if there was a quote to describe me in that season, it would be the rookie and the vet. Because I quickly learned that I was a pimp by blood, not relation. Y'all know that Jay-Z called I'm a pimp by blood, not relation. <laughs> I quickly, I ain't even going to say quickly because when I learned that I was out of high school. So, but we was together to my junior year, so... Uh, I ain't gonna say quickly, but I did learn that I was a pimp by blood, not relation. And then, you know, I thought that was a good thing. Like I'm pimping these niggas. But today, that's not a compliment. But back then, it was the fuel to my fire. But we'll talk about that more on the next episode because I feel like I'm giving y'all too much on one episode. Like, no, y'all know how, like, Tyler Perry. Okay, I've been watching the show The Oval. The Oval by Tyler Perry and Baby, that is a good show. The Oval and Ambitions on Oprah Network. Y'all need to go watch some shows. And if you watch some shows, watch them, binge watch them. They got like nine episodes on the Oval and I think like 17 on on Ambitions. Go watch them. And if you watch them, email me or send me a DM at the Christian Bay underscore and let me know what you think about the shows because them shows is good. But... I said that to say that like he'll have like this really good part and he'd be like on next week's episode. So yeah, I learned that I was a pimp by blood, not relation. And we just going to talk about that on the next episode. All right. But a small recap, noteworthy recap, because y'all know I like to give y'all points. And I think it's a lot of changes coming in 2020 and I'm still trying to figure them out with God. But I think I'm going to continue to give y'all points to take away from each episode so the noteworthy recap i have three and the first thing i want you to write down is the enemy only attacks what god anoints the enemy only attacks what god anoints so yes i lost my dad at three months but i lost a physical dad god had been my dad the whole time and the relationship that i have with god now is unexplainable because he provides for me everything that i didn't have so it's funny because when i think about it it mirrors a physical dad relationship me and god relationship like i check in with him for everything and once he tells me to do something I have friends and people that can tell you, baby, I don't care what anyone else says. Once God tells me to do something, that's what it is. Case closed. And I'm pretty sure that's the way that God wanted it to be all along. So that's why the enemy, he attacked me with that area. And when I was a child, he made me feel like that was my disadvantage. But all along, God had me anointed in that area. He He let me know that that L was really a level up because the relationship that I have with him now top two not two okay the second noteworthy recap point is that i was the first out of all of my friends to go and get married and it's no surprise that the enemy had a hold on my dating life before i even hit puberty see like i before i hit puberty i was my way of thinking was already kind of off because i felt like not having a dad was an l 
So I've learned, and I'm sure that this applies to some of you, that anytime I'm going to be great at something, the enemy attacks and tries to stop me right at the beginning. It's like before I can even get it off the ground good, he stops it. And I feel like that's what he, a perfect example would be my retreat. Before I can even get it off the ground good, oh, but baby, don't think it's, it's not dead. Y'all know that Bible verse is like, she's not dead, she's sleeping. Oh, it's not dead. But let me stay on topic. Because he knows once I step foot in it, it's a wrap. When I first started ministry and going to ministry events and girls nights, I didn't even want to talk about relationships and marriage and give relationship advice like because I'm naturally a private person. So that's not what I want to talk about. If you're not my close friend, it's just a no. So I don't care about your business. I don't want you to care about mine. But you can't pour into people effectively without sharing And in every environment I was in, it led to a relationship talk. And as much as I tried to avoid it, I never planned on going on relationship rants and the DMs and the messages I get, the wives I've prayed for and the girlfriends I've guided to God. I've guided to God for him to give them clarity. That was never a part of my plan because like I said, I I was never even that little girl that wanted to get married or cared about it. Like I, I just did not think about it at all. So, and then on top of that, I don't even post my relationship, but purpose will chase you down. And people are just drawn to me in that area. And the enemy knew that before I ever knew. And that's why he attacked me in that area. So for me, it was kind of like a domino effect. Effect, And now that I know, oh, it's up from here because, you know, 2020, 2020, we got some things in store, y'all. Like, we got, well, let, me, let, me, let me wrap it up because I'm getting too excited. The third noteworthy recap, and then I'm done, y'all. I swear, this episode kind of long. I'm sorry. But the third noteworthy recap is wherever you have an area of lack in your life, is exactly where God wants to bless you. You lack in that area, whatever your area is, you lack in that area because God wants to overflow you it, wants to overflow it. But he wants you to know who your source is as well. So for me, my lack, like I said, was like a domino effect. Effect. So I lacked my dad. So then I lacked a relationship. I lacked relationship experience with men. So then I lacked vulnerability. So then I lacked security. So then I lacked patience and I lacked grace. So then I lacked seeing an example of a two-parent household, which trickled down to me lacking finances as a child, which trickled down to me lacking educational guidance, which trickled down to me lacking a place to stay with a single parent, But we'll get into that in the next episode. (laughs) But my point is the places that I lack are all places where God is using me to help other people level up from their place of lack. So I don't know what you lacking, but I do know that it's January 1st. And I do know that with clarity comes understanding and with understanding comes better decision making. And I pray that in this long episode, if there was just one thing to bring you clarity, that it leads to you understanding your life on a new level, a spiritual level and God's level. And it leads to you being able to see how he's using everything for your good and everything to push you towards your purpose. Then I did my job. Let's pray. 
Father God, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for allowing me and every person listening to this podcast to make it into a new year, Father God, a new decade. It is 2020, Father God. And though there are so many things that we can pray for, Father God, there are so many things that we have in mind, Father God. Right now, I pray and I welcome with open arms of the unknown, Father God. I pray for your will to be done overall, Father God. I know that my wishes and my desires and every person listening to this podcast, the things that they wish and the things that they desire those are small things compared to the plans that you have for us father god so right now i submit our desires and our plans to you father god i submit them father god and if you can bring them to pass we would love that greatly father god but what we want most father god what i want each one of my listeners to want most is your plans father god because your word tells us that your thoughts and your ways are far beyond ours father god so i claim right now that 2020 is gonna be a far beyond year and there were so many things that I can say and that I can ask for I'll wrap it up by saying this let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven cover us in this new year father God and continue to pull us closer to you pull us closer to purpose and direct us to your promise father God because we know that what you have in store is far beyond what we can ever imagine Here's to 2020, the year of far beyond. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening to this long episode. Sorry if it was too long. It usually don't be this long, y'all, but we had to catch up. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at the Christian Bay underscore. Send me a DM. If you have anything you want to share, if you have any prayer requests, and once y'all watch them shows, okay, y'all got to watch them shows. My email is thechristianbay at gmail.com. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you guys on the next episode of Who is the Christian Bay? Love ya. Bye.